0: it is time once again for the mainland podcast this is episode 365 i'm your host michael citro the founder and managing editor of mainland.com. that's an independent website covering orlando city the orlando pride ocb all things soccer related in the city beautiful and joining me from tallahassee florida is my large purchase advisor david rowe dave how you doing
1: <laughs> i am good michael i'm happy to have been able to help out with your large purchase. Uh, you know, I'm sure long-term listeners will be able to figure out what the heck we're talking about, but yeah. yeah. Know, otherwise I'm feeling red, white, and blue.
0: Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. This is a, this has been a, a long week. My car was acting up and I decided to take it in. And uh, then it stopped acting up before I got to the dealer. So I just went ahead and traded it in and bought a car. <laughs> Dave, being a car salesman himself, uh, gave me some pointers as to what to watch out for. And, uh, and it was a long, uh, drawn out ordeal, but it got done and yeah, I'm happy with the new
1: ride. Well, it was a long drawn out, uh, day because you didn't buy the car for me and I, I get it. You're four hours away, but Mm -hmm. just, if anybody is near me, it's not long drawn out with me. There you go.
0: And, um, Dave is not sponsoring this podcast. He's just a co-host.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, this is self-serving uh, co-hosting. Yeah.
0: All right. Episode 365. Let's get it underway, Dave. We uh, we had a couple of visitors to Explorius Stadium this week in the midweek as we were uh, waiting for Orlando City to play in League's Cup again this weekend. More on that later as the Lions will take on Santos Laguna. Uh, I got to go to the stadium on Wednesday night. Always a joy to go to the stadium when it's thunderstorming, uh, uh, but, which uh, it often is. <laughs> yes. So uh, our seven o'clock kickoff happened at 8 20 PM. And I got home at midnight rather than uh, what would have been 10 40 PM, a much more manageable weeknight uh, arrival at home, but uh, got to watch Fulham take on Aston Villa in the premier league summer series. And uh, I will tell you, Dave, this uh this thing that people say from time to time that uh, you know the the top teams in mls could could be competitive at least with the bottom half teams in the epl that's not true um <laughs> when you watch these guys handle the ball and pass the ball versus how they do it in mls it is insanely different there is so much more skill to get into even the the bottom tier uh, epl teams you may have a great performance and win a game here and there, but you're not going to be competitive on a long range basis with an MLS team against these teams. These both Aston Villa and Fulham showed way more skill than what we typically see uh, on the weekend when we go to Orlando city games. And that's not a knock on Orlando city. That's just a fact that when you are in a big league that can pay big money and get
1: better players, you get better players. Yeah, it's, it's not, I, it's not rocket science. It's just, it's, you know, saber metrics, really. Um, (laughs) you know, you've got, you've got guys that are not necessarily bigger, but, you know, potentially faster, um, more skilled and have made it to one of the top teams or top leagues in the world. MLS has grown leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And you and I are fans of MLS. This is not a knock on MLS. It's yeah. just it's just not there yet. It's not to say it won't ever be there. It's not to say that um, you know they're they're not growing. That they haven't surpassed other leagues. They have, but they are not EPL quality yet.
0: Yeah, it was it was a little eye opening to see how they fit some of the passes in and uh, how they you know you'll you'll curve a ball around a defender that's in your way. Whereas in the last three matches, we've seen Kyle Smith just drill the pass right into the shin guards of the guy in front of him. I mean, this, that's thats just an example. And I'm not trying to pick on Kyle, and, and I'm certainly not picking on MLS. This is just a fact that, you know, when you, when you get to the top leagues, they're top leagues for a reason. Now, there were some problems on the finishing side for Fulham, especially in the second half when they put in some of their younger players. But, you know, I kind of liken it like this. I used to work in hockey. I've I've worked at the double-A level, the triple-A level, all the way up to the NHL. I remember when I was working for the Columbus Chill, which was in the East Coast Hockey League, we would get a player and we'd be like, wow, why is this guy not in the NHL? At that time, we didn't have a lot to compare it to because we were seeing ECHL games every weekend. We weren't going to NHL games. And and unless you're there in person, you don't see the difference. So you might have a guy who could do one thing extremely well, like shoot the puck, but maybe he wasn't quick enough to even maybe get in the zone uh, when your team's on the attack. If he was in the NHL, so there's like there's always something holding a guy back. Just like we always used to talk about Juan. If Juan could really cross well and shoot the ball well, he would have been playing in the Bundesliga or EPL or La Liga. He wouldn't have been in MLS. And and that's just kind of what it is. It's everybody. In MLS, even the top players will have somewhat of a flaw, uh, whether it be you're 36 years old or whether it's uh, you're one footed like a Facundo Torres, although he's young enough to maybe still develop that right foot.
1: I was going to say, or they're on their way. They're Mm -hmm. still developing in MLS. I mean, it is a selling league and that is not an issue. It's better than being a retirement league. And yes, I know. Messi came here and, oh, we can name all the other old players that came here, blah, blah, blah. The vast majority, a, a much larger percentage of players are on their way in as young players and moving on than there are retiring players coming here to get a paycheck. Yeah.
0: So getting back to the summer series game, uh, Aston Villa wins at 2-0. They scored one goal in each half. And honestly, there were times when Fulham was the much better team in this game, but Fulham just could not get the ball in the net. They had opportunities to do so. Couldn't do it. Uh, they looked really good early in the second half when they put William in the game. Uh, he opened up the, the game quite a bit. But in the end, it was uh, once the second goal ca- came for Aston Villa, it was pretty much done and dusted. Pretty good crowd. About 16,000 showed up for these two teams. And um, nice. I, I thought. That we might see a, a number around that because you know there there are fans over here there are, there are fans who came here from England and are on vacation and just happen to be able to see their team. There were you know there's obviously there are expatriates uh, expats everywhere in this country. This is a, a very much a melting pot country. So there are former British citizens that live here now that were coming and seeing their team and that kind of thing. So it was it was pretty cool. And it's uh, it's nice to have these events here in Orlando that you can go and you can see these other teams play. Our, I know our Sean Rollins was at the game. He doesn't have necessarily have a rooting interest in the game, but he went to the game just to enjoy it. Well-
1: well, it was an opportunity to see two EPL teams, and that he, you know, may not have the opportunity to do unless he was to spend a lot of money and travel abroad. So, you know, it, it, taking taking advantage of that is um, something. If I was closer, I would have done as well.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. I, I never really looked to see what the ticket prices were for the game, but I can tell you, they these EPL teams come over here and they. They, they know that they aren't here very often and they take that and use it to their advantage. They gouge the crap out of you for everything. I mean, I want all I wanted was a summer series scarf, 40 bucks. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need a summer series scarf. Ooh. Um, $40 for a one sided t shirt. Um, I was just not feeling it. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna vote with my wallet here and just say, nah. And if some of these become available later down the road, uh, online for cheaper, then maybe I'll pick one up then. Yeah, well, capitalism. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Musa Diaby scored on, I believe that was his debut with Aston Villa. Uh, nice ball over the top. He got onto and scored um, to put the game away in the second half. And again, Fulham had opportunities and, and some really, really good ones. And on the other hand, it could have been worse because Aston Villa did win a penalty in this game and failed to score on it.
1: Well, uh, we've seen recently how uh that can that can harm a club and or a team at the national level and so you know not quite as bad and friendly but still not ideal.
0: Yeah. So um so if you went out to uh, to the match uh I, I hope you enjoyed it. I'd say the first 20 minutes of it were kind of dull, but this is preseason for these teams and you know a lot of play between the boxes the first 20 minutes. I was a little surprised at how chippy it was. It was this was a game where there was a little something extra in the tackles and in the contact. It was very physical. A couple yellow cards came out in this game, so um, that's always fun. It's like when it's it's a friendly, but it's a feisty friendly. <laughs> feisty friendly, I yeah. love it. <laughs> uh, there was one yellow card where the defender just got tangled up with this player. He was holding him up, and then finally just slammed him to the ground. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, do that, do more of that, please. <laughs>
1: at least a little excitement
0: yeah so uh but yeah af- after the first uh half hydration break it was uh, it was a pretty entertaining game and and i enjoyed it i'm glad i went even though i got home very late uh last night and now i'm dragging as we record this yeah uh dave anything uh else you want to add about the summer series or are we good to move on
1: nah no nah, i mean i think uh, you literally were there covering it and i think you got it
0: covered yeah, if you want to see my recap, you can uh, head over to themainland.com and there's a, a recap on it. Not quite as in depth uh, as our normal recaps, um, but the the coach of Fulham did have some nice things to say about Exploria Stadium. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, it was cool to be in there with Unai Emery and, uh, and Marco Silva and in a press conference. I didn't go talk to the players. I really hate mix zones. So and. I, And because this wasn't an Orlando City game or anything, I was just like, I just want to write a quickie uh, recap and get out of here. And that was especially true after the weather delay. I was just like, yeah, that's there goes my early evening.
1: Yeah, that's completely understandable.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, Tuesday night, Dave, the group South 2 second game in the 2023 Leagues Cup took place in Houston. At Shell, I think they're Shell Energy Stadium now. They used to be BBVA, but um, Santos Laguna went to play the Dynamo there. And I got to say, this was not a game I expected. I know that Houston's tougher at home. I know they've been playing better of late, but I expected Santos Laguna to come out a lot sharper than they were defensively. I thought Santos Laguna was a freaking mess in that game, Uh which means they'll probably play lights out defense on Saturday. Uh, of course. Um, and they played a strong lineup. They didn't, you know, shirk their their responsibilities in going after a, a result. Uh, but the problem was they fell behind by two goals. And I don't know what it is about the Dynamo in this competition so far, but they seem to have a lucky horseshoe wedged really, really far up their unmentionable places um, because the first goal wasn't even an attempt at goal. And it was just a, a Corey Baird trying to slide the ball over to a teammate, getting it wrong. And if somehow it rolls into the net, makes it one nil.
1: Yeah. That kind of, uh, that that's like Jossie's Zardes uh, scoring a goal with his rear end luck. Um, you don't usually get that other places, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it got worse for Santos Laguna, uh, when Griffin Dorsey scored you Can't. Your Liga MX team. You can't be letting a guy named Griffin score
1: a goal on you. (laughs) Gryffindor for the points.
0: Dude with a bun and a headband. Oh, that's the worst. Beats your fullback and scores and makes it 2 0. And that point, we were like, well, uh, things could get interesting on Saturday night. And then uh, they mounted a little bit of a comeback. I thought that uh, their uh, right uh wing uh whose name escapes me at the moment emerson rodriguez maybe um i thought he was terrible in the first half just absolutely terrible but he finally made a nice play at the end of the half and set up a goal santos laguna's back in it and and now you're thinking they might come back and win the game
1: yeah no yeah absolutely um they were they were pressing um they seem to be all over houston you know it, it It was as if Houston had scored those two goals and was like, all right, job done. Let's just, uh, you know, see out the match and not in a good way. (laughs) Um, And and so Santos got on the front foot for large sections of the rest of the match.
0: Yeah, they made some adjustments in the second half and it helped them get forward more and helped them be a little bit less shaky at the back. Although when Houston did get forward, they still looked shaky at the back. I I couldn't explain it because... That Santos team that came in to explore a stadium in 2021 looked like it had a lockdown defense.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully um what we'll get is the 2023 version, not the 2021 version.
0: Yeah, so they do end up scoring a tying goal on a penalty kick and making it 2-2 and then they go uh they couldn't score a third. They they had opportunities, couldn't do it. They had a chance in stoppage time that it looked like a clear cut opportunity. And I don't remember who the player was, but he just hesitated and stood there and then tried to pass the ball. And I don't even think they got a shot out of that, uh, attack it's like, it's the end of the game. It's stoppage time. Put the ball on frame and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those weird and, and, you know, we'll go over this in our, uh, scope perp, uh, podcast next week, but it was uh, a similar thing happened in the last us match. Where everybody is just kind of standing around looking at the ball, and it's like, somebody do something. Yeah.
0: Go, go get that thing, that round thing. Go get it and put it in the net. That would be exactly. So it goes to a shootout to determine who gets the second point. And Santos Laguna's keeper almost got the first one, really came close. But after that, he was nowhere near any of the other four shots. So it's everybody just kept making their shots, making their shots. And then the, The fifth shooter, the guy who's supposed to be really good for Santos, he wasn't really good, Dave. He put the ball not even on target, leaned way back, put it way over the bar, and Houston gets the the extra point. So Houston right now sitting on three points uh, total in the group. Orlando City's on two, Santos Laguna's on one. So Orlando City needs to get a shootout win or a win outright to advance for sure. They can also draw and lose the penalty shootout, but they have to draw three, three um, because here's the stupid thing about leagues cup. And and don't get me started because there's a lot of stupid things about leagues cup. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been told, and I didn't know this, that, obviously the first tiebreakers head to head. So you would think all you need to do is be tied with the team that you beat. But if you beat them in a penalty shootout, it doesn't count as beating them.
1: Which. Okay. Fair. No, honestly fair. I mean, we always say on this, on this podcast, we say that when penalty shootout, you advance, you don't win.
0: I understand that. And I agree with that. But the problem is why else have the shootout in this competition? It seems like it's a it's a surefire way to avoid tiebreaker or to have to go to a tiebreaker is if you won the game and if it's a draw, you go to penalties to see who who gets that advantage. That that makes sense to me. Otherwise, you don't need the shootout. And I think there is a scenario where they could maybe advance the two two draw and a shootout loss, but I think that went away because Houston didn't get enough yellow cards in the game. Wow. So the scenario that they need to do is get two or more points and just win. And and that would knock Santos Laguna out of the competition.
1: Just win, baby. It's that simple.
0: Here's the other thing. Now, if they win outright, they will not host Miami. They will go to Miami. And this is the only group where if you win the group, you have to play a group winner somewhere else. Everyone reasons all the other groups get to play a second place team from a different group. Again, there's a lot of things that are dumb about League's Cup.
1: Uh, and I'm assuming that this has nothing to do with Miami. Just it's a weird thing or something. Well,
0: I'm not saying that Don Garber intentionally placed Orlando city in this position in this particular group and worked it that way so that they would have to play another first place team if they got out with a win. But, but I'm not, not saying it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Let's see that now that is makes much more sense in (laughs) my, in my, uh, brain that is sitting beneath my, uh, tinfoil hat.
0: Now, if the improbable happens and they get the, the shootout, uh, loss with a sufficient goal total to surpass Houston. That's the only way they would host the next round. And that would be against Pachuca.
1: Oh God, they've made it so complicated.
0: So good job, Don. You thought it out really well. You really stuck it to Orlando again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so as they're going through all this, he's like, no, 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 um, revamp that. Uh, why, sir, it seems to work. No, no, uh, that could advantage Orlando. I'm afraid we can't have that. The
0: really cool thing, though, and this in ne- never in a million years will happen because there's no way the officiating will allow it to happen, but the really huh. cool thing would be is if Orlando wins or wins the shootout and goes and plays in Miami, and becomes the first team to beat Messi and does it in his own building. That would be super cool, but there's no way that Leagues Cup will allow this to happen because the League League Cup is essentially MLS.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know there. Are, look, the reason that it won't happen is money, 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 money. Yeah,
0: I mean, even if if there's like if it's in the eighth minute of stoppage time and there were three given and Orlando's up a goal against Miami on the road, the game's just going to never end.
1: Yeah. Uh, because of reasons and, uh, all of our protests will amount to nothing. Um, because while we might be shouting at the referee, Don will be in his ear going, just wait. Yeah. The, um, the
0: bogus penalty on the Griffin Dorsey dive at Explorius stadium last weekend now looms incredibly large because Orlando would already be in a much better position had they had that extra point.
1: Yeah. So thanks for that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just our lot in life to have to go the absolute most difficult route for anything ever. The one exception, and I think it was just thrown to us because you got to throw them a bone every now and then to make it look good, was getting every home game last year in U.S. Open Cup.
1: I think that was the only thing. Uh, yeah, it, it seems to be. And, you know, or or, or how about this? Wolves come in and it's not a bone to us. It's a bone to the Wolves. Hey, billionaires. I like billionaires cause I'm Don Garber. Here's a trophy. Yeah. Now you're not getting one
0: for another 10 years. So now enjoy. we're
1: going back to screwing
0: you ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we know what the lions need to do and we know who they're going to play and we know they've got it all to play for. And Santos will be on short rest. That was the other disappointing thing is that Santos looked so bad against the team that had played four days earlier. Um, We'll see what Orlando could do. Of course, we'll have our key matchups on predictions uh, for the final score later in the program. We're also uh, going to have to look and see what's in our mailbag box. We're going to have to do that in a bit. But first, we're going to do this. We're back, Dave. And how would you like to read some mail? Oh, I love the mailbag box. if that's what you're talking about, well, of course it is. What else could it possibly be? The mailbag box is upon us, Dave. And there's a couple of ways you can ask us anything here at the mainland podcast. Doesn't have to be about Orlando city. Doesn't have to be about soccer. You can ask us anything. And one way is to hit us up through our Gmail account, which is the mainland at gmail.com. Another thing you can do is hit us up on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, uh. the thing that i can never find now because i have a lot of tabs open all the time and i'm looking for the little bird that's not there anymore that thing you can hit us up on twitter with the (laughs) hashtag ask our uh our twitter handle is at the mainland or you can go to the mainland.com and use the hash or use the not the hashtag well you could use the hashtag but use the form on the mainland podcast page of the mainland.com. So those are the few ways that you can do it. And I have something in the Gmail from Andrew to Salvo day. Excellent. What does he say? He says, I love the mailbag box. Well, of course he does. Yeah. That's, that's what he puts in his uh, subject line. So, so obviously, you know, it's true. Uh, He says, hi, mainland team, two questions. If there's time for both, if not, I understand. And just respond to question one, please. Uh, which I will tell you now, Davis. the more complicated question. It oh, uh, says one, if you could design a competition between MLS and any other league besides Liga MX, how would that competition be structured and which other league would you want to join the MLS in this competition, providing you are trying to keep the MLS teams competitive in this competition?
1: Ooh, yeah, that is more difficult. Um, I would say, um, English championship.
0: I was thinking the same thing. We are brain sharing once
1: again, because, you know, we, we, we spoke earlier in the program, how EPL is just, it it is a step above, but you know, we, you've got guys like Daryl DK have gone over and they've been in the, in the uh, championship, uh, league. And Mm -hmm. I I think it would be, it, it goes back to. And, and I hate this me thinking like an executive and going, where's the money, honey. And the money is English premier league. And if you can't get that, cause it's not going to be fair championship. You still got, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams that are well-known, um, you know, language barrier is not that, you know, bad. And I just think overall visibility would be better. So that's my reasoning.
0: Yeah, here's how I would do it. I I thought of the championship right away too. I would do it this way. I would take the the top teams in MLS and the top teams in the championship. They get to host. The okay. bottom teams go and on the road and play. So there'll be a bunch of MLS teams going to England, be a bunch of English teams coming to the US, and then you play out your round robins. You get you, you know, then you get to your knockout stages, and then you maybe have like a final four in some location, maybe it's a neutral location to, to keep it fair. Maybe it's because you, you wouldn't want it to be in Wembley. You wouldn't necessarily want it to be in the U S if you're a championship team. So maybe you play in like, I don't know, Madrid or something. Um, Switzerland. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, you know, just a final four, just your semifinals and your final take place in one city and it and that kind of makes it a little bit like some of the other competitions that we see like uh the semifinals of fa cup you go to wembley mm-hmm. um you go to a neutral site if you're in uh champions
1: league for the final that kind of thing yeah no i like it that uh that that works i think it's the, the the right matchup and i like your format
0: yeah all right cool so there's one question down for andrew de salvo number two question if you could add one thing to Exploria stadium besides Killian Mbappe playing for
1: Orlando city, what would you add Uh beer garden? This is the biggest no brainer question in existence.
0: Yeah. My first thought again, Dave, cause we are brain sharing once again, was I really enjoy seeing that huge beer hall sign. Anytime I see Minnesota United stadium,
1: we need one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, of course, we're we're beer aficionados, so uh, this was a um, predetermined answer for both of us. I think from the start, but yeah, how cool would that be?
0: Here's my plan: a a giant beer hall over the wall, and you could get your seats by the window and watch the match while you enjoy a bevy of craft beers.
1: Oh, oh, and inside. Is a rotating lion statue. <laughs> yeah. Or on top of it, maybe. Oh, oh even better. So everyone uh, can a, see a, a rotating uh lion statue with uh uh like um like Vegas style uh squirting water things, but it's you know beer.
0: Ooh. And how about this? It's a rotating lion statue, and on the lion is Rodrigo Schlegel. He can do that. Poppy riding it like it's a horse (laughs) (laughs) because why not in his goalkeeper outfit?
1: Yes, exactly. With the gloves (laughs) on.
0: Yeah. All right. So there's your answers, Andrew DeSalvo. Thank you so much. And uh, he says, thanks as always for all you do covering Orlando city soccer. Well, you're welcome. We, uh, we enjoy it. That's why we do it. That's everything in the Gmail, Dave. What do we have in the Twitter's? And I'm not going to call it that new stupid letter name that idiot million billionaire has uh has stuck us with.
1: Uh, here's the thing about the whole letter thing: is the um the aforementioned billionaire uh is probably going to get sued by other billionaires because I don't think he could do what he's wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but billionaires fighting, whatever. Anyway, on the Twitter platform, as we will continue to call it. We actually do have a question from John and John asks uh, or says, I enjoyed the discussion on possible MLS expansion teams. My question is, would Louisville be near the top of the list for possible expansion? They already have committed ownership an MLS caliber stadium an NWSL franchise and natural rivalries with Nashville and Cincinnati. I don't,
0: I don't think so. I don't, I mean I I don't think that the market is what MLS wants. I I know it's they 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 do have an NWSL team. They've they've got a pretty good following in USL Championship, but I don't see that being the the attractive market that the the league wants. You know, you you look to see where they've gone in recent times and I think there are just still too many big markets out there that don't have teams that would be prioritized ahead of Louisville. I I don't think it's a bad idea and it wouldn't be bad to have another team in the,
1: in, in the middle of the country, but I don't see it happening. There are still too many big markets that don't have that, that only have one team or only two teams that they can then go and add more teams to because, Oh money, your money is so money. Um, That's ultimately where the decision is being made. And I would prefer to go where I don't know the fans are, but that's not how it works. Despite committed ownership, despite an MLS caliber stadium, despite all the things that John rightly lists, Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to happen because of market share and money. Yeah,
0: that's what I think. But we do appreciate the thoughtful question. Um, yes absolutely you backed it up with facts
1: and don garber doesn't care about your facts cares about money (laughs) money 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 well unless you're orlando city and then he doesn't care about money we went got billionaire owners did make a difference yeah uh is that everything from the twitters then that is all we have in the mailbag box for this week michael all right
0: thank you so much for sending your questions of course you can send them in for the next show early next week we will record. Monday night, unless something weird happens. That's our plan. So uh, get your questions in for next week. Hit us up in our Gmail, themainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at themainland with hashtag AskTMLPC or fill out the form on the Mainland Podcast page of themainland.com. All the ways you can do it. We also love it when you rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts, and especially if you do it on Apple Podcasts, because then we can find it really easily and read it on the show. We didn't get any new ones this week. But Dave, I met a guy who's responsible for multiple five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts today. What? Yeah, I was having lunch, and uh, a guy at the next table uh, had a jersey on, an Orlando City jersey. And after he was done with his meal, came over and said, are, are you Michael Citro of the mainland? And I gave a very, uh, <laughs> like, I, I don't know how I want to answer this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he said that uh, he is a reader and not only a reader, he's uh, an, one of our anonymous bronze founders. He is a bronze, oh. bronze level founder and uh, he goes by Orlando City Guy who of course you will remember did a five-star rating and review as did his wife. And I believe maybe his son I'm, I'm sure, but he's responsible for multiple five-star ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts.
1: Right. Yeah. He's the guy that is doing it right. Uh, as far as the, uh, the review and uh, the rate and review on the podcast go. Um, so well done. That is so cool, Michael. I've had that happen obviously. And it's, it's, Like you say, you're not sure how to react to that. Like, (laughs) uh, maybe.
0: Yeah. The worst thing was when he asked if he could take a selfie with me. And I was like, why do you want a selfie
1: with me? (laughs) It's yeah, it's, it's weird, but.
0: I, I was very flattered. It was very cool to be recognized out in public and
1: like for, for something that you've done well and not something that you've screwed up. Well, and to be fair he actually wanted an ussy and everybody should want ussies yeah so uh so it's good to meet orlando city guy uh on my lunch break today at work so that's i'm i'm jealous that you got to meet him that's really cool that was cool all
0: right uh ocb dave uh, have not played since we last spoke on uh, monday night and then the, the podcast of course went out on tuesday uh ocb will play on monday evening so you and i are going to be Recording the podcast while OCB is playing because for some reason, they gave him a
1: Monday game. So we'll be recording while drunk uh, OCB is doing drunk things. Yes. And maybe Jack Lynn will be scoring more goals for his golden boot,
0: uh, you know, attempt. Uh, but we will have to, of course, uh, keep it on without the sound and we will try to give up, updates as we go we just won't be able to break the game down or anything like that on monday but um that's okay yeah yeah we'll do our best we'll do what we can do and then if we have you know time in our second show next week we can get into the game a little bit but um it's a weird quirk in the schedule and a weird monday night game on the road to red bulls too so ocb will be in action on monday so you can check them out on uh, i believe they'll be on their regular uh they might be on mls next uh, or on the mls season pass on apple tv plus but you can definitely catch them on mlsnextpro.com and stream it that way and of course all of those games are also on youtube so that's kind of cool
1: it's very nice it's convenient.
0: yes yes indeed so that game starts at seven uh so we'll get to watch a little bit of it before we start recording
1: Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> so, we'll, the the intro to next week's podcast will be will potentially be very interesting.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, Dave. It's that time. Santos Laguna from Liga MX coming to Exploria Stadium. They know they need points. They have one. Orlando City has two. Houston Dynamo have three, and only two teams advance out of the group. So you need m- multiple points on Saturday night. To advance and, uh, I don't know what's going to
1: happen. What's your key matchup? Um, well, obviously I did my three keys of victory, uh, on the website and, and there were several things that I pointed out, including just, you know, actually finishing chances when they have them that they, they didn't do against Houston and could have gotten the win. Um, but for me, the biggest question mark, the biggest, um, worry I have is going to be the fullback situation, um, you know, is. Kyle getting the start again, um, is Rafael Santos, is he, is he getting back into form? You know, he's been a little bit, not great lately. Does dagger Dan, uh, get the start? You know, these are questions I have. And, and, you know, because I have those questions that fullback, uh, the fullbacks dealing with the Santos attack is where I think it's going to be one or or loss, how well they do. Um, obviously goals will need to be scored, but, um, that's my biggest worry. Okay.
0: Yeah, the goals will need to be scored. I think the it's weird to go defense when Orlando City has uh, only scored ever one goal against Liga MX competition uh, and been shut out twice. But um, I agree that the for me the key matchup is defensively they're going to have to deal with Harold Presiato, uh, uh, mm-hmm. their forward, uh, also a guy named a guy like Juan Brunetta is a guy who can hurt you. And um, they do have some opportunities uh, to get balls into the middle from those wing positions. So that is also my key matchup. I think that that's going to be important. Uh, don't let them score on the counter. You're going to have to be careful, more careful with the ball than normal. And you're going to have to be aware whenever you turn the ball over that you have to get back in transition defense very quickly. So that to me is also The key matchup, Dave, do you have a
1: score prediction? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I do because it's our job. Um, like my brain tells me one, one and going to, uh, spot kicks and, but that's not enough to get them through. So, um,
0: it is if they win the spot kicks.
1: Okay. All right. Well then, yeah. Uh, one, one, five, four on spot kicks. Okay. I am
0: going to say the game ends in a two-two draw and Orlando advances on penalties. I'm not going to give you a penalty rundown. I think it will go more than five shooters.
1: Okay. All right. Because it will inflict maximum stress upon us. <laughs> that, you know what? That that there that sounds like the most logical uh thing ever that what it's actually boils down to is, is creating stress for us. When
0: was the last time we predicted, we both predicted a draw. Uh, both predicted a
1: draw. Probably been a while. Doesn't seem uh, it was, uh, Philadelphia at home. One, one for you, two, two for me. The result was two, two.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, so you're probably, going to be
1: right then. Oh, well, here's hoping one of us is right. <laughs> Or we're both wrong in the right way.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, playing to a 4-4 draw. <laughs> yes. And then it doesn't matter what happens in the shootout. You're going to go through based on goals scored tiebreaker. Uh, and then, oops, sorry, Houston,
1: you have to stay home. I'm also good with any win yeah, whatsoever.
0: Anything that gets through to the next round.
1: That's all that's that's where we're at.
0: All right. Well, of course we will come back next week. We will dissect that and see what's up and we'll either get ready for the next game or we'll have a lot of uh, downtime for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. One of those things is going to happen.
0: Yeah. I don't know which one, but yes, if the, if things go well, we will of course prepare for the round of 32 game, which we already know will either be at Miami or at home against Pachuca and we'll of course uh, get ready for that game the way we always do with the uh, the key matchups and predictions and all that. And we'll see if we can get us a guest for next week. We had a guest lined up, but uh, one of the comms folks at uh, Orlando city is on the PTO this week. So that
1: got pushed. Okay. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, they're allowed to have PTO. Uh, they, they're, yeah. Time off. I'm I'm all about that. So no worries. Yeah.
0: Uh, we will also talk about, uh, to the extent that we can, on on the first show next week, we'll talk about OCB at New York Rebels too. We'll be getting ready for OCB to head to Inter Miami too on the weekend next week. And again, if there's uh, if there's no advancing by Orlando City, they are going to be off until all the way till August 20th when they go to Chicago to play the Fire.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, four days before my birthday, before the next uh, MLS regular season match. Yeah, so, uh, uh,
0: but we'll get you ready for all of that, and we'll talk about any news that comes up between now and then.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, I'm really hopeful that we'll see Junior Urso at some point on uh, Saturday night, but uh, I have not yet heard about the the availability of the bear. It
1: would be cooler if he. Did play,
0: yeah, yeah, but not because they needed him. Just because it would be like, okay, here comes Junior Urso as a ninety-fifth
1: minute time-wasting sub. <laughs> I I'll take him as a <laughs> we're up to nil seventieth minute. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Get him, a, get him a little run out.
0: Okay, yeah, he needs to get uh, into his into his fitness for uh, for Orlando City. Uh, we're looking forward to having him back. I don't expect that we will see any change on the availability report in terms of Gaston Gonzalez or Michael Halliday. Uh Word is that they are still not in, uh, integrated into training yet. So um, not looking good there. So whoever plays right back, please be good. No fop. I'm a dagger damn man.
1: There you go. All right. Anything else uh, to add before we get out of here? Nah, I think we've done enough damage. Let's uh, let's enjoy the rest of the night. All right, thanks everybody for
0: listening. Big thanks to Orlando City guy for coming up and saying hello today. I appreciated that, and uh, we would love it if you'd read our stuff at themainland.com. That's what we do. That's what we got. That's what where it all started. Uh, we would also love it if you would follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Follow me on Twitter at Mainland Michael. Follow the Mainland on Twitter at the Mainland, and you can even follow at scoperp soccer if you are a pride fan that would be wonderful like us on facebook make sure you are subscribed to this podcast rate it review it wherever you get your podcast if it's apple podcast we will find it and we will read it on the show and we will thank you profusely for that yes we will and that will do it so uh, episode 365 now in the books the only thing for me to do here at the end in by way of housekeeping is what i always do and that is to say go city